What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. What is up, Ronis? We're getting closer and closer to week 15, baby. It starts Thursday night. And uh, are, are you anxious? Are you excited? Or are you still, you know, kind of feeling the pangs of week 14? No, I'm definitely anxious uh, to for these matchups and hoping that I can get everyone that I need to be healthy and good to go. You know, you're always panicking on a Wednesday because players show up on injury reports that you didn't expect. And you're like, oh, no, I need these guys to play. Uh, a lot of times it doesn't turn out to be anything. But still, anytime you see something, you start to panic a little bit. So, yeah, definitely anxious for the week to get started. Got Raiders, Chargers Thursday night. I have uh, Herbert in that game. And I think that's it. Well, IDP, I have Joey Bosa. So don't have too much in that game. Uh, but Herbert, definitely I have in the GST. So I need a big performance from him. Raiders have four defenders out. So hopefully he can have his best game in weeks. Uh, I didn't like seeing Robert Woods uh, not practicing with a thigh injury because I have him in a two, in th- actually three semifinals. Although Sean McVay said it's something serious. So uh, I hope he's telling the truth there because I need Robert Woods against the Jets. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> Robert Woods against Jets couldn't be any more tasty. Could not be any more tasty than that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I've got I've got Herbert in uh, in one league. Um, you know, I've got Jacobs. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs, everybody's favorite. Josh Jacobs. I've got him uh, in, in other in leagues that I didn't just get bounced in. So I got to kind of figure out, you know, dealing with that. Um, and then, of course, I've got Aguilar sitting on my bench in a number of places. So, you know, the, the game's got a 53 total. Um, you know, it, I, I'm, I'm torn by how much I, I, I need, want, or should invest in this game. I don't like investing in Thursday night games. Um, but, you know, it's kind of... It's kind of interesting, you know, like that's got a 53 total. And then the both Saturday games, 51 and a half and a 50, like it's very front loaded with a lot of stuff. And and people don't usually like to invest heavily in the early games. Yeah, I don't know why. I haven't looked to see what the results are this year to see if it's that bad. I don't think it is as bad as the past. But when you talk about the Raiders Chargers, I mean, Raiders defense has been a mess. And they again, they're missing four starters. We know how the Chargers just tend to blow games. So I think we will see points in this game for sure. I mean, there's some good fantasy players in this game. I know the Chargers are listing several players as questionable, but they're expected to go. So I do think we'll see points. Maybe it doesn't go over, but I think we'll see points in this game. I do think we'll see points as well. So. Well, I mean, you know, again, hoping that we do, at least coming from the uh, from from Justin Herbert's arm uh, to say. So, um, all right, let's uh, let can, can we talk about Jacobs for a second here? Because, you know, I was I was pissed the other night. You know, I mean, it caused me to lose my game. And, you know, and I've, I've gotten some people who are like, yeah, that was kind of a dick move by Jacobs to do it. And then I had other people being like, well, you know, you should have known or you should have been paying attention to when, you know, you needed to swap them back, blah, 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 blah. Um, and, you know, and, and then all of a sudden today we see a whole mess of uh, back and forth between Josh Jacobs and Matthew Berry. 
Ay, 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 dude. This this Jacob saga here, you know, like something like this. Do you think this just rolls off a player's back or do you think this like actually has some sort of an effect on him? I don't know. I'm surprised that it has gone on this long. I don't know what happened to Jacobs for him to feel this way. I mean, there are things we don't see. So maybe he's gotten a ton of DMs from nasty fantasy players. And I'll repeat, we don't condone that. I have always said, don't tweet at the players. Don't message them. You know, come to us. Call our shows. Vent to us in the Fantasy Alarm chat room. But don't attack them personally. Right. And I'm sure it's happened to many players. And that's not what we're saying here. We're saying that what Josh Jacobs did on Instagram by saying, yeah, I'm not playing today. Laughing emojis. Looks like there's going to be a lot of hot fantasy players. To do that, what, two, three hours before the game was unnecessary. Like, why did you do that? And in your case, and I do think it's fair that you probably should have followed up with the beat reporters. I don't know how busy you were. So that's it's that's Sunday, dude. How busy? Right, is that I, <laughs> no, I'm saying, but during the games, though? Yeah. You're not. I mean, I'm watching the games, but you're not following Twitter and everything that's going on. Um, like see inactives and everything. I always tweet. Them I mean, I, I look to check inactives and stuff, but I mean, if I, if I don't get the, uh, the final chance to do it, um, you know, I, I usually feel pretty confident about my lineups. I didn't have, you know, I, I see that he's not playing or he says he's not playing. Um, I mean, what my bad for taking him at his word. Well, I'm saying that's why he's wrong, but you should always have more than one source. But even, but even if he says, yes, even if he says that, you know, he's not playing, but he's not listed on the inactives, you know, I mean, no. Did I see Schefter's tweet saying that he's, he's you know, or the, the other guy who Schefter retweeted saying that he's looks good in warmups and stuff like that? No, that I didn't see. Right. And that's the reason why I always tweet out the inactives, because if I could just help one person see it, then I did my job. Obviously, well, I did. Where were you on the phone call, dude? What you got my call? number. Well, this week I was at a wedding. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have done it. But but this is the point, though. There are people who could have been busy and didn't see it. And what he did was mislead them, which is why it's wrong. What was yes. the point of it? It's not funny. Maybe there's some people that find it funny. I didn't. Uh, and again, I didn't follow it in real time. I saw it after and I was like, wow, this is crazy. And you told me what happened. But that's the point. What he did was alienate people. And his job isn't to gain fans or whatever he could say i don't care about fantasy but you have to understand what fantasy does for your business do you know how many people wouldn't care about josh jacobs if it wasn't for fantasy i don't know if he doesn't realize that and again never attack these guys personally never sent them dms it's not about that and they're not supposed to care about our fantasy team but they should be aware of what fantasy does for the nfl what it does for his brand what it does for selling his jerseys what it does for people watching those games do you really think if, if someone has no fantasy involvement in tomorrow night's game or no sports betting, are people going to go out of their way to watch? No, they're just not. There are people going to watch Raiders Chargers tomorrow because of fantasy football. It's an, a big week, semifinals in most leagues, and sports wagering. You have to understand why people are watching. I mean, there would be plenty of people that could care less about Josh Jacobs if they weren't playing fantasy, and he wouldn't be in the conversation. And again, this is not about him as a person or anything. So I understand what Barry was saying. And Barry's not attacking Josh Jacobs. He's making this clear. He's a, he's upset and saying what Josh Jacobs did on Instagram was wrong. And it is wrong. It's not funny. 
I mean, it, you're, there's probably plenty of people outside of you who got screwed, who just saw that, and like you said, took it at face value, and I can't blame them if they got busy or whatever, or everyone has their own situation. Uh, we obviously saw the inactives officially after, and he wasn't on it, but like, what was the point of that? It, to me, it does no good for him. He acts like he's, oh, I screwed the fantasy. No, you alienated people, and now people are not going to like you, and maybe he doesn't care. But you have to understand what fantasy and sports wagering do for the NFL because they would not be as successful without it. And you could say, well, you're saying that because that's your career and you're vested. It's the truth, man. It's the truth. You yeah. you really think people would watch Red Zone and watch these games as much <clears throat> if it wasn't for fantasy football and sports wagering? You cannot tell me no. Yeah, listen, I, I you know what? I mean, go go check out uh go go to the SiriusXM app, listen on demand, uh, and check out my love letter to to Josh Jacobs. Cause I mean it's it's kind of in that realm. Uh you're biting the hand that feeds you. Exactly. And Great way to describe it. Yeah, is really what it comes down to. And you know, this is the thing. And and I, I wrap it up by saying, you know, I'd hate for this to come back and bite you in the ass when your skills are diminishing. You need to play for a new contract and teams have the understanding that, you know, your name doesn't exactly put butts in the seats or offer any sort of revenue stream for merchandising. Like people hate you now. Yeah. And it's, you know, just kind it's, of a, it's just a shitty thing. Yeah. And look, no one wants to hate him for this, but he intentionally misled people. And yeah. look, I, I don't know if you, people are familiar with his background. I mean, he, he has a rough background. I mean, it's an amazing story. So, and I love stories like that. So you're going to root for someone like that. I mean, the guy was sleeping out of a car. So maybe he has extra thick skin because of that thin skin. I don't know, but I don't understand why he did what he did. And if there are people sending him nasty DMS, we don't support that in the fantasy industry. I know I've said it. You've said it. I, Numerous times. And go. You can go look through my history of Twitter. Go ahead. It's open. I'm not deleting shit. I've never tweeted anything derogatory at a player. Never. I might come on a podcast or show and say, not personally insult them, but man, I can't believe this guy screwed me like this. That's what it's for. You vent. I'm never going to personally attack them. They got to understand. And as we've discussed, people in this world are not rational and don't have common sense. Do you really think these players want to go out there and not perform. Do you think Deontay Johnson wants to drop passes? Jordan Akins wants to drop passes. These quarterbacks, this is their livelihood. They have a short shelf life to make money. They don't want to fail. So it happens. They're humans. Mistakes happen. But you should never attack them personally. I mean, Marquez Valdez Scanley got death threats a few weeks ago. Come on, man. That's ridiculous. And I take fantasy football as serious as anyone. And I'll never do it. And maybe there's a play in a fantasy championship where a player doesn't do something to cost me. I'm going to be upset. I might be mad at them, but I'm never going to personally attack them. So maybe that happened to Jacobs a lot. And now he's like, F this. It's yeah. possible. There's still what he did. And I wish someone could explain it to him and, and, and sit him down and say, hey, I know there's some bad seeds out there, but there's a lot of people that play fantasy that are supporting you. And that is gaining you attention and buying your jersey. I wish someone could just sit down and explain that to him. And I think Matthew Berry's trying to do it, but Jacobs is taking it in the wrong way. Berry is not attacking Jacobs at all. He's saying what he did on Instagram was a terrible move. And I agree with that. And he's not upset that Jacobs blocked him. 
He's like, hey, do what you want, but what you did on Instagram was wrong. And I'm sure you you were one of many that might have just saw that. And like you said, it's fair. You could say, well, the player said he's not playing. Why wouldn't I believe him? Why would he joke like that? And that's what happened to you and many. And that's terrible, man. And imagine if he had a big game, too. Be even yeah. worse. <laughs> so Right? Rub it in even more. Yeah, you know what? I, I see your point where it's like, oh, well, he said he's not playing. Uh, I guess I should believe him. Um, the laughing emojis, though, were kind of stupid. Like, I don't know, man. This whole thing is just dumb. It really is. And I just I hope he learns from this and sees it. Because, again, no one's rooting, well, the common sense people. And I feel like we have common sense. Again, as, as passionate as we are and we don't want to lose, I understand these guys are going to have bad games. They're not doing this on purpose. and. You know, even to the extent of Todd Gurley, was it Todd Gurley the one who went down at the one this year? Oh no, he. Who is the who is the Miles? Was it no? Who is the player that Gurley tried to stop and went in the end zone? But who was the player this year that stopped Chubb? Chubb, Nick Chubb, Chubb and he and went right out of bounds at the one. Right, like I mean, yeah. Oh, he cost me, but you know, he did it for the benefit of the team. You can't really get that mad. Yeah, if it cost you, sure. And I have, I have Josh Jacobs in one league, and that team's eliminated. So I have nothing. Involved in this, so don't tell me because everyone loves to say that. Oh, you're biased because you have this. My Deontay Johnson ran. Oh, because you have player prop. No, I have nothing to do with Josh Jacobs here. He didn't hurt me or nothing. And I think this, and I'm with Howard on this. I'm as pissed off as Howard is, and I wasn't personally affected by it because I don't want to see this happen again in the future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, and 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 here and here here also. You know, in case people know, the the league that, you know, really where, where this screwed me was the jam on fantasy football league. There's no money at stake here. Like, this is just, you know, this is just one of my favorite leagues that I absolutely love. I'm very competitive in it. Um, it's, you know, it's have, you know, a bunch of rock stars, but then there's like a bunch of, you know, sports guys who are jam band fans. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's just good group of guys. And, uh, you know, and it's just, it's strictly bragging rights. So... It's not that I had like a, you know, I lost a ton of money. It's just, it's a shitty thing to do. And, and, and that's just, that's that. And, and I do, I I'm with you, Adam. I, I genuinely hope that somebody finds a way to sit down with Jacobs and just, you know, just talk to him about it and just, you know, I mean, but, but then again, like after all of this, that's been going on, Jacobs is probably like, fuck that. I don't give a shit. doesn't matter. You know, like probably. he doesn't. He doesn't care. He doesn't, you know, he's not realizing that he's like biting the hand that feeds him. He's just, you know, he's pissed off because people are, you know, bashing him for a bad game and, you know, why, you know, just a bunch of fantasy nerds or, or whatever the case may be. You know, it's just, it's just, it's a crap thing to do. I don't think he'll ever learn the lesson from it. I really don't. And the thing that's crazy is like, okay, look, he doesn't, he's not supposed to care about our fantasy teams. It shouldn't matter. But at the same time, don't, belittle the fantasy community and i'm sure he's got friends that play and that talk to him about it and again they don't owe us anything but don't be an ass and yeah. say i'm not playing when you are like what like that's just what did he what did he expect to get out of that so i guess he's happy that he screwed you and that made his day like what kind of crap is that man yeah like i just it doesn't make any sense and and it's it's immature and then he stoops down to a level even further than right. the people that are sending them whatever is going on. And I'm sure a lot of players deal with it, but there's plenty of people that embrace it. You know, Austin Eckler, Juju Smith-Schuster, these guys have 
you know, they realize it. They've embraced it. We want to see more of that. We know there's assholes out there that send you dumb stuff. We see it all the time on social media. We get it too as analysts, right? How many times do we get, oh, you told me to play this guy, nice call. Like, so we clearly don't get it as much as the players, but we've seen it. We've seen a glimpse of the terrible people that are out there. But at the same time, there's plenty of people who are supportive and are rooting for you. Don't ruin it for them. And like you said, got to realize that the hand that feeds you, man, and fantasy is a big, big boost for the NFL. And for Huge. years, they and for years they kind of like shot away from it. Now they realize it. You know what? They said it's time to embrace this. They have fantasy shows. They have fantasy analysts on there. They have fantasy stats. I mean, it's referenced in games now. How many times do broadcasters say stuff relating to fantasy now? Exactly. Exactly. So, um, all right, we'll put a pin in this. A couple of stories I want to get to real quick. Because, I mean, listen, we could just kind of talk about this forever and ever like we usually do. But um, I just want to give a quick shout out here to our sponsor, uh, Monkey Knife Fight. The, uh, the DFS site y'all need to be playing on, especially if you like those prop games. And here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right, Adam, a couple of uh, kind of late-breaking stories on Wednesday that obviously need our attention. There are a couple of things that are going on. Number one, uh, COVID uh, hitting us again. Uh, we've got the, the Ravens wide receiving core, basically. Marquise Brown, James Proch. And uh, and Miles Boykin, they are all out with uh, they're on the reserve COVID list. Uh, Ronald Jones, who went in for surgery and came out with the COVID, uh, he's out as well. Um, you know, you, you you look at these games, you you kind of don't really want to get like too heavily involved in them uh, just because of that. You know, I, I, I say that from like a betting perspective, you don't want to get too heavily involved with it, you know, right now, only because. You know, there are a lot of question marks here, man. There are a lot of question marks. Do you um does do you have concern here? Like the Ravens have already been through it again. Like I don't even know how these guys are all ending up with COVID. But let's talk about the Bucks, for example, here. Like Ronald Jones, you know, what happens, you know, Tom Brady and 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 the rest of the crew here? Does does it make you a little nervous? Uh well, 
I know with the Ravens, they've said it's uh, trace contact. So okay. they haven't none of at least the reports are none of those guys tested positive. So if they have the keep passing the test, they could be good to go. I haven't seen anything on Ronald Jones. Uh, if it's a positive test, is it trace contacting? The other issue that you have to worry about with Jones is the surgery on the finger. So you already have two things working against them here, potentially. Yeah. Are you are you in on Fournette? What was that? Are you in on Fournette? No. Um, I don't think you can be. Uh, the Falcons have been one of the top teams defending the run, especially in the last four to five weeks. Uh, so I think this is going to be a pass-heavy game. And it's easy to say, well, Fournette was inactive last week. Could it be that they give him a full workload this week? I guess it's possible, uh, but I don't. I don't see how you can trust it, and it's a bad matchup. They could sprinkle in McCoy, Keyshawn Vaughn. We did see McCoy last week, so I can't trust Fournette. Okay, all right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you know it's so funny because <laughs> I've got a playoff matchup uh, this week here. Uh, and there are two players who I have on my team where I'm kind of deciding between. Well, there's three actually because I also have James Connor, right? So I got Connor, and, and the question is, is what do you do with James Connor? Um, I also I've got Fournette sitting on the bench, and I've got Jeff Wilson, who, you know, I mean Raheem Moster didn't practice again on Wednesday. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna see, you know, from him there. So. You know, James Conner, Jeff Wilson, Leonard Fournette. Like, where do you go with this kind of nonsense? Yeah, that's tough, man. Um, Mostert, it's starting to seem like he's not going to play. So that might be decided for you. Conner is so tricky right now. Because I don't see how you can have confidence in him. And he's also dealing with a quad injury as well. It is a great matchup against the Bengals. But we've already seen James Conner in this matchup, and he didn't have a good game. Right. He's the toughest guy to rank this week because it's like, how far do I push him down? Like, I have him as an RB2 now, but, like, I really don't feel like recommending him to people. Um, <laughs> it's just, I mean, you're saying, all right, well, he's going to get 15 to 17 touches against the Bengals, and he could find the end zone. But the passing game role is diminished. I mean, no targets last week. And we saw a lot more Jalen Samuels. I think he played about 40, Connor played about 47% of the snaps, no targets, no receptions. So that lowers the floor. Uh, he's had one good game, basically, in the last four, five. Even the game against Baltimore, he scored, but it was 15 for 47. And the Bengals, a couple weeks ago, 13 carries, 36 yards. So it's really tough to play him right now. So, yeah, that's a tough spot. I mean, you, you might be forced to go with Fournette by process of elimination. Right, starting two out of three, Fournette and Jeff Wilson, sit Connor. Oh, man. I don't know. That's when you're going to have to wait on. It's just, I mean, look, you don't feel good about starting Fournette or Connor, right? I mean, you can't. So, no. I think it would be easier for you, though, if Moster is out, because then you can lock in Jeff Wilson. And you know, against the Cowboys, he'll get a sizable workload. Yeah, yeah, it should get 15 touches, maybe more. Maybe they, because McKinnon, it seems like they feel like, oh, he's been overworked. We've heard that like several times this year. And not surprising after missing the last couple of years with injury. And Tevin Coleman just looks brutal. So it should be a big Jeff Wilson week. If Mostert's out, I'll definitely be moving him up. But yeah, when you're trying to decide, I mean, I 
I'd probably rank Connor higher, but oh, they just they can't run the football, man. They just can't. I don't know what happened. Well, you know, I mean, I, I heard a comment from Tomlin who was saying that, you know, the reason that, you know, they've really struggled with running the ball is, uh, you know, the, the schedule got all messed up with all the COVID postponements and, and everything that went down with that. And, um, you know, that was uh, that was kind of where, you know, he said that he was just he was excited to get back to the ground game. So, you yeah, know, I, mean, I know I, I kind of mentioned that a couple of times that I thought, you know, the Steelers have kind of gotten screwed here. You know, especially the first time, the Ravens Thanksgiving. You think you're playing Thursday, then Sunday, then Monday, then Tuesday. And it's like, come on, man. And I know people are going to be like, oh, come on. They're professional athletes. Deal with it. Well, they're also creatures of habit. And when you know you're going to play a certain day, you have a certain mentality that you pre prepare for. And these guys are not used to having games shifted around four times. You can say what you want. This never happens. Does a Games hardly get moved. And for them to have it move four times and then play on a Wednesday, yeah, it, it's got to affect them a little bit, whether it's physical, mental, whatever it is. Not trying to make excuses for them. We know that they treat get treated well and they have great amenities, but they are human beings. You know, oh, and listen, you know, one of the things that we've dealt with, you know, and uh, particularly baseball, like, you know, you know, you and I, you know, we, we, we deal with MLB in the DFS space. Right. And, you know, and people always sit there and they wonder why, like a Saturday game or like a Thursday day game or even a Sunday game, why it's such a pain in the ass um, and players don't perform well. These guys are conditioned to play their games at night. Like, that's just that's the way it is. And and. Players are, are creatures of habit. And yeah, you turn them, you take them off their schedule and it definitely becomes a little bit more uh, of a hassle for them. So like that, that part, you know, which is why when Tomlin said that, and you've said that before, I'm like, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it definitely, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Three o'clock on a Wednesday, man. I mean, yeah, that's, right? <laughs> I mean, what is it? it never happens. It's just like, wait, what? So, that's the case of the NFL. And there are also four national games in a row. I mean, that, I mean, think about it. Would we be talking about Deontay Johnson as much if these games were just 1 p.m. Sunday? Probably not. We would notice it, but it might have got lost in the shuffle. But when everyone's eyes are on the game and everyone sees he's benched for a half, everyone's talking about it. So they get another primetime game. We talked about this a few weeks ago. I was like, Look at the Ravens and the Steelers. We're going to see them a lot over the next few weeks, but especially the Steelers as they get another Monday night game. So I'd probably lean Connor there. Let's just, uh, I guess the the risk there is, you know, the extra day uh, with the practice reports uh, with this quad to see how it is. And he's always been a guy that's dealt with injuries and also was on the COVID-19 list. I don't, are, did he test positive? I don't remember. I'm so I get so confused now with so many people on it. I don't remember who's positive and who's a trace contact. I don't know. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, lots to talk about, lots to deal with here. Um, but we're gonna uh we're gonna we're gonna put a pin in this conversation right now because we've got a there's a lot of news that's gonna break. We'll get back to it tomorrow. Um, do you want to give a quick lean before we get out of here? Because people are going to be listening to this uh, podcast on Thursday. Uh, Raiders are favored by three points, I believe, is what the uh, the spread is with the 53. My, 
Like I kind of lean, you know, Raiders secondary is 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 you know missing in action here, but the Chargers have just been so up and down. Do you have a lean here, Raiders or Chargers? Is Anthony Lynn coaching? Yes, he is. I'll take the Raiders. Raiders playing <laughs> three points then. All right. And I actually and I was on the Chargers last week. So was I. Well, Chargers, Chargers is a home dog. That's a no-brainer. Like that's what it's when the Chargers are a favorite in a game. That's when you really have to worry. Now, being a being a, a road dog here, uh, you know, that's a different story. Uh, but it's like Chargers at home, it never fails. Underdog, bet them. Favorite, loot, don't do it. Just go against them. Yeah, Chargers are one and two against the spread coming off a win. Uh, they barely won last week, too. It's just Atlanta and the Chargers are basically the same team and opposite conferences finding a way to blow it. Uh, but, yeah, the Chargers uh, just can't back them, man. And uh, I think the Raiders coming off a, a bad loss here. They've been pretty good this year. I think they'll bounce back. And... Uh, they, yeah, the, the Chargers have really struggled against the run, too. Uh, Vegas had 160 rushing yards on 26 attempts back in week nine. So maybe your guy, Josh Jacobs, turns it around. God bless him if he does, right? Come on, Josh. We're not hating on you for, for your game, so make it happen. Uh, we're going to wrap it up, though. Big thanks to everybody for, uh, for tuning in. As always, a thank you to uh, Sawdust Podcast Network and, and Fantasy Alarm for help making this possible. Uh, Shannon Blunt, our, uh, our editor. Uh, that's going to do it for us here tonight. Best of luck to you guys. We'll catch you. Uh, yeah, wow. We'll, we'll, we'll just catch you next time.